Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful, illuminating, extremely incredible woman. We have Dee Lippingwell here. We've had her on before where she talked about her 40 years experience as a rock and roll star photographer. Can you imagine what kind of job that is? Meeting all the stars. And she was the photographer in Vancouver and throughout Canada and has really photographed many of the stars that are from around the world and this is one of her books which she beautifully signed for me we have lots of beautiful pictures in there of our rock and roll stars and she's caught them in their moment that moment where they are so aligned with the music and what they're playing you can see the song coming out of them and and she's got more books coming on the way and I do want you to go back and listen to that show because it was fantastic so much that she shared Um, you want to know about Tina Turner Go back to that show and listen all about it, but also on how you can get the books with all these wonderful rock and roll stars in there. But today we're talking about something else. She discovered in 2010 that she had a liver disease. And no, it wasn't through drinking. It was through something else. What was it and what did it lead to? So it's led to another book. You don't have to be a rock and roll star to get liver disease. And this is all the people that have been compromised with liver disease. And that is what we're talking about today. We take for granted our organs until they become compromised. And then we look at them and go, what can we do about it? See, here are a few facts on liver that you may not have known about. The real truth that there are over 100 known causes of liver disease that affect anyone from infants to seniors. Liver disease is not just with the rock and roll stars, but anyone can have it. Many people have only heard of uh, carisorus, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, which is often considered to be a form of liver disease. It is not a form of liver disease. It's a condition that results from permanent damage or scarring on the liver. The end stage of many different forms of liver disease have been known to cause a member of uh, health problems a number of health problems and we're going to learn more about that from the health link but more about also this wonderful organization that she is a part of called Stacy's House. It's here in Vancouver, a home away from home. It's a happy liver society in BC, a non-profit society focused on providing housing and support for patients and their families from all over British Columbia as they travel to Vancouver General Hospital for life-saving liver transplants. Liver transplants must stay in Vancouver up to three months following their transplant for most transplant care and outpatient. And the Stacy home um, post-operative liver patients is uh, located one located one block away from the hospital uh, and it's there to support the people. So we're here to support this organization today, but also to bring about the awareness of liver disease that came until we've actually got it, we'd actually think it is an alcohol disease or a drug disease. We don't realize the liver is the cleaning out of our toxins and if they have too many toxins in there it can break down but what other things can cause it so let's talk a little bit about her rock and roll years because really she's had some extraordinary journey there but do go back and listen to the other show for the intents of it but also how it led to her discovering about her own liver disease welcome back to the show Dee. hello how are you i'm doing great and how are you my love i'm doing pretty good can't complain that's always a good way to start (laughs) (laughs) that's the way to be be above ground now let's just talk a wee bit about your rock and roll beautiful journey that you had over 40 years of you know the the true story of it uh, and the full journey of it is in the other show but just a little synopsis of your career as a rock and roll star photographer um it started as a hobby who knew (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was uh, I did it for my own pleasure mm-hmm. um, I was a very avid uh, fan and I lived in a house where there was people 
there that weren't fans and could look after children while myself and my girlfriend went off to the Coliseum to see the Rolling Stones or mm. see this band or that band. And um, it just so happened that my, my, my brother was very, it, he was the reason that I started this because uh, that I became a rock and roll photographer because he won tickets to a Pink Floyd concert wow. and my mother wouldn't let him go unless I went with him. So, and I thought, well, it would be really nice. I'd always said, why didn't I bring my camera? Yes. Right. It was like, oh, uh, and I mean, my camera at that time was like an Instamatic. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh. With the little square flash thing on the yeah, top yeah, that you yeah, turned yeah, around. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so um, I did have a camera. It was an underwater camera. <laughs> Like an icon, um, but my friend he had a um, he had a long lens, and he said we were sitting in the nosebleed section. You think that winning tickets would be a little <laughs> bit better than that? Anyway, uh, when I tried to put this lens on my camera, the, it was so heavy that I had to get my brother to hold it up. I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't even. You know, I can't do this. So I took it off, put on my regular lens, made my way down, um, went through the, you know, festival seating, no no chairs. So I was able to make my way down as close as I could get and just started taking pictures. It was, uh, you know, they were for him. So I really wasn't too concerned mm -hmm. um, about the quality. Right. <laughs> Um, so I got, uh, when I got home, I took my film into, into, uh, Shopper's Drug Mart to have it developed. And, um, when I got my film back, there was like gold stars on the, on the outside of the, the package. And I said, what's this? Cause I'd taken a lot of my film in, right? What's this? And they said, oh, wow, it must be good, good photos. And, uh, I took them out and I had, they had a special on So instead of getting those little three and a half by fives, you could actually get a five by seven for the same price. And I had told them, I told them, I said, look, I said, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, if they don't turn out, don't, don't print them. I can't afford to have them printed if they're not there. Right. Mm -hmm. but they were all printed. And I went, wow, wow. These are, well, these are really good. My brother's <laughs> going to be really happy. And actually a couple of days later, I was walking by this record store and they had a poster in the window saying, Pink Floyd concert photos on display inside. So I went, oh, okay. So I went in and uh, I walked over and I, I was, not to be rude, but wow, this, they were awful. I mean, they were just awful. So I, they were black and white blobs. Hmm. That, that was all, you couldn't even see who they were basically. Right. So I got in touch with the um, with the store manager and, you know, being my, you know, very shy self, I said, you're going to do a display, make the display so that you can actually see the performers. And he looked at me and he was very haughty and he said, I'm sure that you have better. I do. <laughs> Went home, got them, brought them back. Well, he ripped off. He asked me what my name was, and they typed my name out on a fax, like a fax machine, right, um, and put it up. And uh, he tore all the other fellows' pictures down, put mine up, and that was it. That was the beginning. That was, that was the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay. Um, and uh, I just started. I, I said, okay, well, I can't afford color, so I taught myself through Time Life books on how to do uh, wonderful black and white photography. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I built, well, my a friend of mine uh, built a darkroom um, and I just started teaching myself how to develop my film, how to, you know, when I screwed up or when I didn't screw up. Um, <laughs> but what I was doing was I was, um, I was there. This was the time when people didn't check you for cameras when you went in mm -hmm. to, the, to the Coliseum. Um, and so it was like, I'd go in, take my camera, go down to the front, take the pictures, then go back to my seat. And it was like, and I was developing these pictures and I was showing my, you know, my workmates. Um, and 
they were just saying, God, Dee, like you're really good at doing yes. this, right? And uh, so I started, I started a little portfolio um, and I went to the various record companies and, um, you know, said, look, you know, and they, they told me, they said, well, we don't actually buy pictures of, at the concerts. You, what you have to do is you have to get accredited with a magazine or a newspaper to have your pictures published. Um, but if you're interested, one AM Records, I believe, said, if you're interested, maybe we could use you to shoot our special events or our gold album presentations or whatever. So it was like they gave me, it was a wealth of information. In fact, the record companies basically supported me for the first, I don't know, five or six years. A great training career. ground too, right? Great yeah. training ground. Yeah, yeah. So um, and that's how it all started. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at your book here, and of course for people listening, they're not going to be able to see it, but there's David oh. Bowie, right? Yeah. You know, kind of the you know two pictures of him in totally different views and of course you know rolling stones there yeah. and these are all the kind of the black and white ones and then of course later on it kind of goes into the color and you've got uh, various other people here i mean diana ross right all of yeah. these people but you know what i what i see that you do with the pictures is you capture them in their moment and that's the thing about i love interviewing um you know musicians or singers because they are so in their soul journey the heart and soul of, of the music is who they are and they really know how to express that. And yeah. But to capture the photograph that captures them in that epiphany moment, that moment where you can really see them, they're connecting to their art, they're really in the zone. And you, your photographs capture that. You capture the essence of the divine presence they're in oh. at the time, right? Well, I try to, um, without even realizing it, um, I let the music mm. go in here, yeah, and then come out here. Yes. So right. you're you're capturing what you're feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you know, in a special special uh, moments that you see that mm. I you don't capture. Like uh, a good example of that is the Who, mm -hmm. and um, I I caught Pete Townsend leaping into the air, and it was like, whoa! Now that's a shot that I that I want to get. Yeah. So it was like the the ability to sort of remember, mm. right? Experience. So I went. I went I went backwards in my brain saying, okay, he did something before he was in the air. So, and then I saw he was doing it and I thought, okay, this is it. And click. And I caught him in the air with his legs up. I caught Roger Daltrey swinging the microphone behind him. And it was just like, and it's moments like that, mm. that, you know, I get, I get yes. Well, I mean, that's the whole reason for the journey. People are going there for the music. They're going there for the experience. They're going there for those moments of connection. It's all frequency, vibration, and energy connection, right? Yeah, and to exactly. be able to capture that in that moment, not only is it honing and, and homing in that moment, but it's it keeps the memory alive. And it's not just yeah. memory. That was a great concert and good music. That was how I felt in that moment, Right. That's what we want to recover, how we felt in that moment. And yeah. if there are certain photographs, it's like, oh, I remember that. Well, I remember how I felt during that moment. And that's what we want to carry away with us. Right. We can listen to the music anytime on a CD or whatever else. But it's capturing those moments of how they made you feel. Mm. Um, I've, I've had numerous people come up to me. Right. And more than numerous and saying, you know, when I saw that picture in your book, I was there. Mm -hmm. I was back there. Um, I was, uh, you know, I could relive the moment through your photograph. Yes. Right. Yes. So, you know, you hit the nail right on the head there. <laughs> I'm trying to find if there's any one of the pictures actually in here. So I'm going to look while we carry on talking. But, uh, but you know, well, that's that, a that book came about um, uh, actually over 10 years into, into my career. 
um, I was uh, shooting for uh, Expo 86. Mm. And I, I was about eight years in and I had that material, but people kept saying, why don't you do a book? Why don't you mm. do a book? And I said, um, I don't, I don't have enough material. And then I realized that I did, I did Expo 86. So that's where the color shots came from mm -hmm. in the back. Uh, they were at the 86th street music hall, um, which was absolutely marvelous. I was one of the photographers for that whole six month event, which was Amazing. exciting exciting yes, totally yes. amazing yes um, it seems like yesterday i can't believe it, it was so i know i know so long ago yeah um, and when i when i you know I, people then people came up to me and said okay well let's do let's let's do a book well so i said well okay so um you know it's a simple it's black and white and people then when people when it came out people said did you meet all these people? And I went, mostly, yes. <laughs> well, what happened? And I went, what do you mean what happened? Well, like, what are they like? What, mm. you know, what happened backstage or whatever? And, and I said, oh, mostly, you know, it's me putting my one sneaker in my mouth at a time, right? You know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, me. you know, there's so many of them here, Katie Lang and, uh, um, you know, you've got, so many wonderful people here and, and it, it is capturing that moment you know because what are memories you know memories are something that we like to revisit we mm. like to go back and we and we like to have a memory oh I remember then I felt like this and we did that and it's a pleasant memory and then you know people going to a concert should be a pleasant memory or people you know going to any venues when you're seeing some musicians you want to wait, carry away the music but you want to carry away the way you feel but it way the way it's made you feel and having a picture that captures that moment is something that just anytime you kind of feel down you can go back and revisit and it uh, takes you right uh, back there again right so it's a gift that keeps on giving which is so beautiful it is really i, I just I just got back from Toronto and I was fortunate enough to uh, go to a Peter Gabriel concert. Mm. And of course, people don't know who Peter Gabriel is, shame on you, but <laughs> Genesis with yes. no call. Yes. And um, when I was at this concert, uh, I was taken back to the first the first mm. time that I saw them, it was it was totally amazing. Yes, uh, it was. Who said you don't like, have a time machine, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was like you know. I mean, Peter Gabriel was you know a little balder and you know twenty pounds heavier, as he said, uh, but his voice, right? Yeah. And it was just when he sang, he he sang the songs off his new coming out album, and but he then he went into all the old ones and. Mm. I was back in the yes. 70s. Yes. Again. A good time voice. period, folks. For those oh, that missed really? out on the 70s, we had some yeah. great musicians at that yeah. time. Absolutely but I'm fabulous. not I'm not actually shooting concerts anymore because as I tell people, <laughs> I got them when they were young and beautiful without yeah. wrinkles. And I've had the best pictures of them. Um and I really I do really don't uh I really don't want to to uh, uh, take pictures of Rod Stewart now that he's just as wrinkled as I am. <laughs> you want to keep the memory alive of those I good do. times, right? I yeah. do. I'll listen. I'll listen to. I'll listen to the music. <laughs> come on. How did the whole liver thing coming about? When we first met, it was on the 262 um, wonderful event on the 8th of every month, folks. It's a wonderful event. You were a speaker there. And then you were reminded of, you know, how you got your liver disease. And of course, everybody thinks liver disease comes about from, you know, alcohol abuse. And it's so much more than that, as we pointed out in the opening hour there. But how did yours come about? Uh, because it was a very surprising way. And it shocked me and made me relook at what I was taking. Uh-huh. Well, um, it started, um, I got a two-hour nosebleed. And I had never in my life before had a nosebleed. And this nosebleed would not stop. So, I mean, it was like 
three, four, five o'clock in the morning. And I finally went to the computer and they said, if you, if you have a nosebleed that lasts longer than 20 minutes, go to emergency. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I were, you know, and I was like this, right. And, um, um, because I was closing, because I was closing my, 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 my nose, um, the blood had to go somewhere. Mm. So it went out my eye. And of course, my grandson thought that this was just totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's turned into the devil coronated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but of course, my blood pressure skyrocketed. But they took blood. Mm. They did blood work. And that's how they found out that there was something wrong with my liver. And it was like, like you said, you know, everybody associates it with alcohol and with, uh, with drugs, you know, oh, you stuck needles in your arm. Yeah. No, it's just a foul, you know, it's just like something people get, oh God, you know, you've got hep C. Oh no, you've got hep B. You've got, you know, oh, it's because you're, you know, you're an addict. Um, wasn't the case of, at all. Um, over the course of a, a few, I think it took a few weeks, the doctor said, okay, what are you ingesting? Mm -hmm. Right. What are you ingesting? And I found out that every morning when I got up, because I was a photographer and I was lugging around equipment, and every morning when I got up, I took uh, an extra strength ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. Just to ward off the, you know, the aches and the pains. Exactly. And sometimes I took two a day, like at night, if I was, you know, just. Had a bad day. Yeah. And right. I didn't read the warning labels. Like I'm sure. They're also small. Who the hell is uh, meant to read them anyway? You get a magnifying glass and go, yeah. oh, this can happen. And, um, you know, you're inundated on TV with, okay, these are the side effects. Yeah. But, well. Um, but I didn't read further down on the instruction thing saying, uh, you know, do not take this medication, um, over the, uh, over an extended period of time because it can cause liver disease. Right. Liver that should damage. be in bigger writing. It, it should be. Yes. It should be. It should be. You have to change up your medication yeah. because your body gets used to it. Um, but um, I was fortunate enough. I went on a new treatment program, which the government paid for, which was really good because mm. it was going to cost me like $5,000 a week. Wow. Uh, hello. Um, yeah. Well, that's what they told me, right? Um, but uh, through that through that company, through th that discovery, um, I went from uh, having a stage four liver disease, which stage four is bad. Mm -hmm. like gonna die. They gave me two years to live. Mm. Right. And after the treatment, I was at stage two, totally manageable. Right. So they were able to, um, to put this drug out because I, like I was a guinea pig. I'm right. sure I wasn't, I wasn't the only one. Right. <laughs> but, but one, one of the ones that put it out there. Yeah. And through the and through the Canadian Liver Society, right? Because I'm dealing with them all the time, right? I'm going in for checkups. I'm talking to specialists. I'm doing this. And one of the doctors said, "You should actually get in touch with um, this this girl. Her name is Karen Stacy, and she runs a charity called the Happy Liver Society. And you should get in touch with her because I think that you know you and her could work well together." Mm -hmm. And so we did get together and I was a photographer. So they did fundraising. They did uh, benefits. Um, they had rock and roll shows. Mm. So I became their photographer. Right. And, um, uh, and just over the years, uh, just got more involved and more involved and more involved in within the society and just learning about, liver disease yeah. but I didn't learn totally until she approached me and said we're going to put out a book she said and it's just to get tested to get cured mm -hmm. we've got all this information at our fingertips and nobody knows about it exactly said, it's just a tech book it's going to be in doctor's offices um in the hospitals 
um, throughout, you know, BC right now. Should um, be in pharmacies right next to the drug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, they put them yeah, in pharmacies as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's from Toronto. <laughs> Pouring rain in Toronto. Talking too much. <laughs> uh, so uh, she said, we want to put together this, this tech book just to explain to people. Yeah. You know, and I said, well, what do you mean? You don't have to be a rock star to get liver disease. She it's goes, oh, that's a great title. Exactly. A great title. So we started doing our research and um, found out that, you know, all these different people in all walks of life, actors, uh, uh, sports people, um, singers. Um, yes. You know. This- people that you didn't even know about. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, no. and you know that's that's the thing is this not even knowing that these people exist uh, or that um, that's what they're going through, because again everybody associates right um, it with a you know you must have done something, and I mean yeah. you simply took ibuprofen, right? Yeah. I mean I take ibuprofen now and again, and and it's I became very cautious about making sure I didn't take it more than two days in a row that I change into something else. And that I only take one if I'm going to take it. I yeah. only take it when I really need to. And so I'm very glad that that information was shared because how many people don't read it? How can you read it? It's microscopic, you know, and it's how you meant to. If it's that deadly, it should be in bigger writing. Um, but doctors, this- doctors, too, should be more informed, not that yeah. they're not, but doctors should be more informed when they're sending their patients for a blood test yeah. to include a yes. liver function test. Because it's, people might not so even easy. know. Yeah. They don't know. You yeah. don't know until it's too late. I mean, I was lucky. Yes. But when I walked out of that doctor's office after after my blood test was revealed, she said, if you continue whatever it is you're doing, you're going to be dead in two years. Right. And that was in 2010. So your blood, you know, bloody nose so, yeah. <laughs> saved so, your life. <laughs> I mean, the liver is, 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 I didn't realize how how important the liver was. Exactly. Who does? Right. Like, I mean, it's know, like one in 10 people have some form of liver disease. Yeah. One in but, 10 people. This yeah. is not one in 100, one in 1,000, one in 10, one in 10. That yeah. means we're all subject to it. And how yeah. many people have symptoms of this and symptoms of that, and then they get treated for this and that, and all the time it's that liver disease? Because yeah. the liver works bloody hard for us in our body. Oh. It's, it gets rid of all those toxins and it cleans everything out. And if it's oversaturated, it can't work. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, th- yeah, it's – um, um. We're actually after this after that book come out, we we have now uh, put together a another tech book on um, liver transplantation, um, what to expect um, from the different liver diseases. Um, so that we're gonna have that one available to the public very soon. But um, it's just you know all the people who have who are fortunate enough to get liver transplants. Um, they're going to go through as much of the angst and the anxiety and whatever as they did before they got the liver transplant. So, and Karen of course has had a liver transplant. So um, we're just, it's actually, the book is called dark, dark water um, because it is very, it's, it's disturbing to know some of the things that you have to go through. But what we've done is we've taken, actual liver transplant patients Mm -hmm. and we've asked them to contribute so 80 percent of the book is towards people saying what they went through um how they suffered from you know suicidal thoughts and whatever and it's a whole thing of these people have gone through it if you're going to have a liver transplant it's good you're going to live number one um and uh you just have to be aware of what's going to happen down the road for you to live right yeah there is a process a transition that you have to go through and it's not a smooth ride it can be rocky but the end of it is you've got life you've got life you know i mean yes it's it's um yeah it's amazing 
We'll do another one when the new when the new book Yes, comes definitely. <laughs> I mean, here's a few of the names that people didn't realize. Natalie Cole. Right. Evil what? Knievel. Uh, Jack Kovanorakin. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Right. A baseball player. Exactly. Know. I mean, I mean all know, of these you know people. That he, didn't, he wasn't an alcoholic or they took, took drugs. Yeah. Right. And you know the the whole you know that that the whole taboo thing about you being a drug addict. I mean, my sister in law, um, my ex sister in law, she had liver disease, and she had one drink a year at Christmas. Right. She didn't smoke, and she didn't do drugs. Right. right? So it's it's you know how I did mean, come? I'm about not a then? doctor, but I think it's predetermined if you're going to get liver disease or you're going to get this disease or you're going to yeah. get cancer. I mean, I in my mind, I think it's. It's predetermined. Right. But I mean, you can, know, they do do say that, you know, some people can get it from tattoos and this and that. So there's so much out there. Oh, yeah. Getting I mean, your you nails have done. Pamela Getting Anderson. Your nails done, you know. Yeah, exactly. Different. Yeah, because we don't know all those ingredients and things in there. And of course, it goes through the liver to detox. And if you're oversaturating the liver, you've yeah. got uh, Pamela Anderson, Sir Alec Guinness, Naomi Judd, right? Yeah. Uh, Keith Richards. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, Greg Ullman. Well, Keith Richards uh, is still alive because he had a blood transfusion, <laughs> and he refused to have it. <laughs> really? He refused, have, he refused to have liver disease. He right. had a blood transfusion to get all, all the best. Right. Yeah, I take away my old blood. Give me some new one. <laughs> You've got Stephen Tyler, Lou Reed, Dusty Hill. Uh, you know, th there's all of these people. Uh, Greg Ullman, Keith Richards, Etta James. And the thing is, is that, you know, these are, are people that, um, and who we got here, Mike McDonald, you know. It, yeah, so, yeah, Mike McDonald was a great spokesman of ours before he passed away. Um, he was an advocate. He said he just felt tired. Hmm. And his wife uh, was actually the one who said, Mike, I think you should go have have a blood test because you, you're being tired for too long. Yeah. And that's when he found out, right, that he had liver disease. And, uh, you know, he said, just get tested, get cured. There's a cure. There is a cure for yeah. liver disease. If you catch and it in I time, you don't even have to do, you know, the transplant if you catch yeah. it in time, right? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs, right? Bowie. Um, you know, this is the thing is... Uh, one doesn't quite know always how you extract it. I mean, here for you, ibuprofen, you know, for other people, various things. But you've got some people, as you said, that, that where the hell did it come from? Yeah. And it, is it hereditary? You know, is it yeah. a malfunction of the liver? But, you yeah. know, one of the big problems we have here, especially in BC, is that we have over a million people without a doctor. Right. And right. if you, you know, do a phone doctor, you're allowed three minutes and one question. How do you know if it's your liver or not, or if it's your kidneys, or if it's something else? You don't know. That's what the doctors are meant to determine. How can they do it in three minutes over a, a Zoom call, right? So, and they don't want to do the testing because everything costs money, but you can demand it. I think you need to say, look, I want my liver tested. There's something yeah. off in my body. I don't know what it is. You haven't got the time to go through everything that I'm feeling. Give me a mm -hmm. liver test and let me find out. And then we can strike that in or out. Especially right. baby boom, baby boomers, right? Yes, You're, which I'm watching. You know, uh, which you know, eh. um, yeah, it's it's um, uh, it's it's a simple test. It's right. a, just a simple test. And if you have, if you have, uh, I mean, there are signs. Mm. There are definite signs, right? If you. Um, the now, yellowing of I, the skin can, is one of them. Can, right? I re can I remember all of them? But, you know, if your abdomen is swelling, right, your liver doesn't hurt until right. it's too late. Yes. And I would have a stitch in my side, mm. just a little stitch. Um, I thought, oh, well, I moved wrong or whatever. Yeah. Right. So my liver was telling me at that point that something hey, was wrong. Something was wrong. Right. But we're and told I to think, brush things off, right? Well, you I know. think that everybody, everybody knows too. If you, if you, you know your body. Yeah. You know if there's something wrong. You know, if you look in the mirror and your eyes are yellow, hello. Yes. You know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, this at the stage of yellow, how far along are you? Oh, you're just, yes. 
Exactly. So don't wait until you've got yellow eyes. You know, I mean, we know that the gut, I I have severe gut issues and um, part of my disease and half the time, I don't know, is it part of the disease? Is it something else? You know, and that that's the thing is that the gut itself could be having so many different problems. Uh, you know, you know, um, could it be liver? Could it be your colon? Could it be something else? Could it be leaky gut? You know, all of these things. But I think that we have to kind of step up and say, look, this is the issue. I don't know if it's liver. I don't know if it's colon. I don't know if it's leaky gut. I need to be tested for all of these things so we can rule out what it isn't and address what it is. Uh, but yeah. We really do have to kind of put a foot down with our doctors wherever we are and say, I just want a check. Stitch in time. Find out what it is. Catch it in time before it becomes a transplant or yeah. an end of life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And especially, like I said, if you're a baby boomer, um, uh, it's it's surprising how many elderly people are, are dying because their liver is just crapped out on them, right? Right. I mean, and that's the um, last thing so- they thought about. Because, you know, yeah. we're told to focus on the heart, yeah. you know, on the kidney. Oh, yes. Right. And so the liver, as you said, it doesn't necessarily hurt. It doesn't give an indication. It comes up in a different symptom. So yeah. we don't pay much attention to it. And also, yeah. where do you hear the conversation about liver? Yeah. You hear it about heart all the time and other things. But where do we ever hear the conversation about liver? Well, I, I think sometimes, um, especially when I'm doing uh when when I'm doing any promotion for any events that are coming on, I think people get tired of me saying, have you been tested? Yeah. Have you been tested? Just yeah. have you had a blood test to check your liver? Right. And people look at me and go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and then I start going, you know, hey, you know, I make, I almost died. Right. So thank heavens that, test. I had, that I had, that I had a blood test that they were to find out you know, what was wrong with me and then discovering what caused that too. Yes. You no. Know, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I survived. I'm. Oh, I'm glad you survived too. <laughs> Definitely. We want you around for a much, much longer. Um, you know, if it, your health is your choice in the sense that we need to be aware of our own body. We need to be advocates for our own body. We need to actually, you know, demand that we do get the attention that we need. And if we know when our body's off, right? Yeah, and we, we and we're not doctors, so we don't know necessarily what's causing it. And yes. we can do our ABCs. Is it stress? Reduce the stress. Is it this? Is it that? Do that. Still feeling lousy? Okay. Now I need a medical opinion. And, you know, when we are dealing, whether it's here in BC, where there's no doctors or wherever it is in the world, whether your doctor is going to charge you an arm and a leg just to get a consultation, whatever it is, you Mm. may as well get it maxed out and go, I want to be tested. Right. I mean, the liver transplant, um, I don't know, what is the rejection rate? Actually, um, the success rate is um i believe 85 to 95 percent that's really high yeah Yeah. it's very high um you do have to take drugs for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. um and and right after the transplant um you know you can suffer from severe depression um uh, the drugs will make you either violent or happy depending on your personality right um that's why that's why we did the 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 second the second book um to tell people you know this is what other people have experienced yeah now you might not get that right i mean when i went when i was a guinea pig and you know they brought my husband and myself in they said okay look now these are the the side effects that you might have right and they told my husband you have to learn how to cook you're going to have to take care of her for the six-week treatment because she's not going to want to do anything she's she might get hives all over her body she might she might become a different person we you know there's all these different things that could happen to her and I was really fortunate because I got all my husband he did all the cook (laughs) and everything and I didn't actually have any side effects at all. In I think fact, it depends I on the I was on a placebo, actually. <laughs> right? I think a actually... lot to do with the, the toxicity in your body already. 
because, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, if the toxins are meant to be filtered through the liver, but they're not, then they're going somewhere else in the body. And if the yeah. body has become very toxic, uh, toxin in other parts of your body, then obviously going through the treatment that, you know, the body's releasing. And when yeah. it's releasing all those toxins and it's adjusting to a new organ, uh, or even if you're just going through the treatment before the organ, the body is going to react, you know, to the detoxification. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, infrared sauna, folks, I highly recommend that because it's a uh, make sure you take your electrolytes. But um, it's a wonderful way of actually there's a case of a young fireman. He was very young and he got caught up in a, a um, chemical fire. And so his skin absorbed numerous oh. amount of chemicals and they actually said he had never work again and he was determined to get back to being a fireman because he was his early 30s and uh, he went through an infrared sauna every day and they measured all the toxins coming out of his body they could identify them and within eight months he was completely clear and back at work so you know i mean infrared sauna is a wonderful thing because it does release those toxins and it's i can't take saunas it's too hot so it's a different heat you've just yeah. got to remember to put electrolytes back in your body but it, it's a wonderful way of detoxing so you can help your body along and you can help your liver along well, you, you can know help with your that liver along just by not having your hair dyed yes right? the different the different um not that I'm a health nut or whatever, but you know, I if I if I can't pronounce it on the label, I don't put yes. it on my skin. Yes, you know, you look at some of these things. Yeah. You know, and it's like that, and it's also when you see these, you know, uh, the one that gets me is the ad. Depression hurts. Right. And they oh. do this whole thing about people depressed, and then it's ten minutes of how it could cause you to commit suicide. Yeah. You know, so you know, no. <laughs> No, there are many other ways to, to help depression, folks, without yeah. taking a psychotic pill. You know? exactly. exactly. So, you know, we do have to be very mindful of what, you know, what we put in and on in our body. And we, you know, to learn things after the fact. I used to dye my hair. I haven't in six years, so not. But even the creams we put on our body and the other things that we do to ourselves, we don't realize the kind of the heavy toxins that it's it's causing that can mm -hmm. be putting the weight on our thing. But hepatitis C and all these other hepatitis things that are out there, uh, you know, it, you could prick yourself on something and not know that that's causing it. And well, that's I just saw an ad the other day, and I've seen it before, but they're putting it on again. Um, they're saying, are you a traveler? Mm -hmm. If you're a traveler, right? Um, um, although it is a drug that you take before you travel, but yeah. you know, they're showing you hepatitis A can be on piece of fruit, a piece of a piece of uh, you know a celery stick, a carrot stick. Um, it could be hepatitis B could be in the pool. Yes, um, you know it's walking on the sand. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they're saying protect yourself. Yes. Right? Well, before you protect yourself. Get tested. Get tested. Yeah. Find Get out tested. if you're compromised. If just like if you if you have respiratory disease and you're going in amongst people and it's flu season, you're going to wear a mask. It's protecting yourself, right? Logical. Yes. Same type of thing. If you know you've got um, a, any liver compromisation whatsoever, you're going to be far more mindful of what you put on, in, and around your body. Yeah. Right. That I mindfulness. Yeah, I was never so aware of. Of all the, the the crap that you know, yeah, that you, that you put on, right? That you know, it's um, yeah, it's people have to be aware. You're absolutely right. Right. If you you know your own body, if you know that there's something wrong, right? Right now, I have sciatica. Right. Mm. I know it's sciatica. Yes. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh. You know. It's. But it ain't you know, fun. It, it ain't I fun. Deal, <laughs> no, I I deal with it because. I know that it will eventually go away and I've just twisted or turned when I should, yeah. you know, nice, a nice heating pad on it. And then, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the infrared sauna is really good for it too. It's good for the muscles and the arthritis and fibromyalgia yeah. and sciatica and all of that. And at the yeah. same time, detoxifying the body. So yeah. if you can afford it, it is an investment in your health. And, you know, that's the thing is look to what benefits, um, even if you're slightly compromised or you think you might be compromised, you know, what can you do? Can you do a detox of your body? Now, the one thing you've got to be careful about detoxing is that you don't do too much too soon because you can throw your body I've into had, I've never, yeah, my doctor told me actually not to do a liver detox. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, uh, until you're tested. Yes, exactly. Right? And and on the advice of your doctor um, or a health, even even a, a naturopath, right? Um, uh, they they they're quite informative about getting a the detoxing your liver. Yes, because sometimes it can do damage too much you know too much too soon and you know it took a while to get saturated it needs some time to de you know to desaturate and so well we know that the liver is the only organ in the body that will reinvent itself and become new again yes right it'll become new again yeah of course unless you have cirrhosis and then that's permanent scarring but the liver will deal with that too yeah right yeah um, I mean, it's an amazing organ, but basically what we've been doing to it is having it overworked by just giving it far too many toxins to work yeah. with that are detrimental. And we're expecting it just to be able to put up with it and, you know, well, keep even, on going. Even the even in the air, the air that you breathe. Yes. Um, there's lead. There's, there's yes. you know, I mean, not to not to get paranoid about everything you know walking around it's like oh my god what's attacking me but um you know it's people, one in people, ten folks yeah think about that one, one in, ten. in ten yeah right we're not talking yeah. one in hundred or, or anything like one in, one ten. in ten i'm sure you know more than ten people that means yeah. somebody that you know could have liver disease and not even know it yeah i mean a simple test there's more people right now in BC that are suffering from liver disease than there are HIV patients. Right. Right. I think there's like 120,000 people in, in BC that have some form of, of liver disease. Right? That, that, that is and, known. And, Never mind the that other. Is known. That is known, right? But there's only 12,000 HIV patients. So the, what does that tell you? Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's oh. it's become that silent killer because we just don't know about it. We're unaware yeah. of it, and that's the reason yeah. for doing this show. When we're aware of something, yeah. you know, I did one recently on uh, on dense breasts, and I had no understanding what dense breasts were or the dense fact whether breasts? dense breasts. The denser your breast is, you know, the more it can show up cancer, right? Oh. And so it's not so dense, then they can't see the cancer so well because your breasts are more oh, white and all I of see, that. See, see. Right? So, no, not dumb breasts. Yeah, that's breasts. <laughs> <laughs> but dense breasts. I mean, but, you know, all of these things that we just don't know. And, you know, by making people aware, it's not to cause fear. It's to, it's to empower you. Yes. Empower, you know, the thing is that some tests require a lot of other stuff and they could be very expensive. A blood test is not expensive for the medical. It's quick and easy and cheap and get results. And then from there, get preventative or get a deal with the stitch in time and not wait for it to, to get yeah. to that point where you need a transplant. Everything, everything hinges on getting a blood test for, yes. for so many diseases, right? Kidney disease, uh, pancreatic disease, um, uh, you know, you can find out if you have prostate cancer from a blood test. Yes, Right. You know, yes. a blood test. It's like, yep. you know, those life labs out there of those girls who are out there taking blood all the time and, you know, hats off to them. <laughs> I mean, while they're testing you for one thing, they can take that same blood test and test oh. you for all these other things. Right. Yeah. It's the same yeah. blood and, and it can test yeah. on everything. They don't need a lot of it. But now, you know, oh, I'm clear. I'm clear. I'm clear. Good. Right. I'm not clear. Yeah. I didn't know I had that. What can I do about it? What am I empowered right. to do about it? Right. And that's yeah. the thing is, is that's where your health is your choice is what are you empowered to do about it? You know, I'm being proactive and taking the test. And then, you know, maybe you don't want to go the medical route. Maybe you want to go a different route. But the thing is, you're empowered to know yeah. this is what you have. And, the, you know, now do your own investigation of what you need, uh, which is really important. Um now the the house um the, sorry i'm just looking for the name of the house again so oh, stacy house right uh stacy house um that is for people in bc that um that have had a transplant and as you yes. said they need three months 
you know, for the the various stages of recovery and for the adjustment and, uh, you know, for the liver to take hold, so to speak, and be up and Well, they have to be, yeah, they have, they have to be within the hospital so that, it, like, they have to go there every day mm. to check to see if the liver is being rejected or not. Right. They have to take drugs, the drugs, they have to um, uh, moderate the drugs, maybe too much of this, too much of that, yeah. or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the people and there's the emotional are, aspect of it as well, as you said, it can cause mood changes, etc. Oh. So you need that supported as well. Uh, and when people come, people come. There's VGH mm -hmm. does the does the liver transplants. So if you're coming from Prince George or Campbell River or whatever, right? Like in Vancouver, especially now. Oh God, no! I mean, how are you going to find a short-term rental right. around the hospital? Yes. Right? You know, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, which you don't have, because probably if you're at that stage, you're definitely not working. No. Right. Um, so this is why Stacy House was was brought about. Um, uh, now we have we have a different Stacy House as, as it was in that book, uh, because it just got to it just the taxes and whatever, because it yeah. was so close to the hospital got you know so large so we have another one now which is just as nice and it's on a bus route and you know it sleeps six and it's you right. know um uh but uh you know we have we have we have a waiting list of people wanting to get in yeah because that you know there's and you know we want to open a couple more but then that takes money because we don't we don't buy the unit outright we pay the rent we pay the yeah. utilities we supply uh groceries emotional support um um everything that's needed because it's 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 a it's a, if they have any organ transplanted mm -hmm. you need you you know you need a cleaner and you need you need <laughs> emotional support you need to, to know that you're close to a hospital at any time that you need it and yeah. the thing is what you should be doing when you're going through something like that is all of your focus is on getting well not yeah. worrying about something else yeah right uh, yeah. can i afford the hotel while i'm here well no i can't you know because my life insurance will pay for it but i have to die for that yeah. so, well karen yeah. actually found somebody close to the hospital she was actually sleeping in her car oh. in a parking garage mm. because it was cheaper to sleep in her car and pay the parking fee yes then it was you know and she couldn't afford it, it was like whoa and what circumstance mm. you know how healthy is that for her to be going through that no not yes. at all not so at all. you know the thing is one of the things, and I say this, you know, across the board in the shows, and I've had a few shows this week, unfortunately, that I've had to really repeat this. We've stopped investing in humanity. All right. We've, we've got to a point where the money is going everywhere else, but on people, on, on life forms or on planet. And we are shortchanging ourselves uh, by doing this and that we need to go back to investing in people, preventative medicine, delivered you know tests which can tell you catch it in time before it gets to that point or if it gets to that point support these people so they can get back out there and have a productive life worry free uh we mm -hmm. need to invest in these systems and what we see is constant cutbacks 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 because money has been misplaced and miss everything else spent you know, elsewhere where it shouldn't be spent exactly exactly it's not being invested in children i've got a forgotten children's series book coming out right now which is all um, about the not investing in our children and this is why we're seeing so much problem today and we need to change our approach and if we can take a human being and go let's invest in them now right, in the preventative stage or if they're actually facing that crisis stage, because when they step back up into being a whole human being again, they are so much more the contributors in the world than yes, the burden. Yes. And they don't want to be the burden. They don't yes. want to be a burden in their own lives or the burden to their family. So it is the stitch in time. Let's invest in them now. And the, the productivity of who they are later will benefit one and all but we don't mm. look at it that way and we need to really start changing the way we approach things i totally agree i, I totally agree yes you're absolutely right but how can you know how can little old me do that well every one of us 
every little one of I, us. I did it yeah. by I did it by getting involved. Yes. And and after I was better than making sure that other people got better too. Exactly. Um, yeah. My theory is that whatever hand people are, are served, whether it's from childhood or adulthood, whatever they're, they're served always becomes their calling uh, uh, to av- you know, advocate for or to teach or to, to support along the way. Because mm-hmm. when we know that we've been through it, and when other people are around us, you know what I'm talking about. You've been through it. You understand what I'm going through. That's already an enormous step towards the support there. And then that helps oh. people through what they're going through. Rather than somebody that's just studied it, but doesn't have that same connection to it. So I right. think we're all given a hand that we have to go through something for that relatability for people to actually connect with us in a way that right. uh, that familiarity of understanding what they're going through. Yeah, this is why we reached out to patients who had had liver transplants. And some of the stories are horror stories. Yes. Um, But other stories are are sort of every story is a success in its own. And the thing is, it may be a horror story while they're going through it. And that horror story isn't there. You know, it is there to show you prevention. (laughs) Get get your test so you don't have to get to this level. But they're obviously still alive because they're here to tell the story. Yes. Right. But that is, a you know, please, before you get to that level, I have to go through that horror story. And then, of course, you've got other people who didn't have it so difficult. But the main thing is they're alive to tell the story today. Exactly. Exactly. It's a simple well, thing. You know? It's a simple thing, isn't it? Is that most of the time we are not taught prevention. We are, you know, the I'm not knocking the medical system because they do incredible things and they're really good at fixing people or transplanting or, you know, kind of addressing something at that moment, but they're not great on the preventative and they're not great on the sustainability. And that comes down to a lot of it is mind, heart, matter, body, soul. It's a lot to do with our emotional state. Uh, what are we doing for our body? Uh, you know, how we, what are we eating? What are we putting in in our body? What are we wearing? What are we doing in life? Because if we're in a perpetual state of anxiety or depression or anger or anything else, we're just going to cause our body to break down. And that in itself brings toxicity into our body and changes chemicals in our body all the time. So we really do need to be mindful on our own health and what we can do for our own body and then reach out medically to when it is beyond our control, we need to know what can I do about it? Or is this something I can do about? And, you know, simple blood tests can let yeah. people know. And I know a lot of people, I'm, I'm, you know, if I don't know, then I, I don't have to deal with it. Well, you, do you want to deal with it at the transplant level? Uh-huh. Right? Exactly. Do, do, you, do you want to be looking from the other side going, oh, God, I've left my family behind. I wish I dealt with that earlier. Uh, yes. <laughs> right? I wish I paid attention to that, you know, yeah. to that nosebleed. Yes. No, and as you said, you don't necessarily even have to be having any, you know, um, indications uh, that are obvious. Physical things, yes, right, right. So it's just get tested because if you catch it right early on, then it is completely curable, preventable from getting any worse. And if it is further on, like you said, you're stage four, yeah, right, and yet you turned it around. Here you are, thirteen years later, still talking about it. Hey. Yes, still doing special events and, you know, actually when COVID happened, you know, our special events, like with anything else, just was curtailed. So now we're trying to get back onto the onto the bandwagon again now that people can get together. And, and so we're trying to raise more money to, um, to open another Stacy House and uh, to help more people. And this is a template, folks, for whether you're in BC or not, you know, wherever you are um, and and you've been down the liver road in any way, family member, Mm -hmm. yourself or anything else. These houses are needed everywhere. Everywhere a transplant is done, a house is needed to help people recover. So Mm -hmm. you can look at the Stacey House and support it here in BC for the people here in Canada and BC. But if you're in America, if you're somewhere else, there's an organization out there and please support that. Everything, you know, wherever you are, it's important. But to BCNs, to Canadians, right, this is happening mm-hmm. on your doorstep, right? And 
you don't know if your liver is okay or not. First, go and get tested. And B, for the people that are going through it, that are facing kind of the hardest journey of their life, let's be there for them. And simply that roof over the head, food in the stomach, and knowing that medical support is right there, emotional support is right there, is that you are showing that you care, right? You care and you want them not only to to survive, but to fry through this and get on with their lives in a more productive way. So let us step up. It doesn't matter if you can afford five bucks or 50 bucks or 500 bucks. Everything counts. Everything helps. So if people are going to support this cause, where do they go, love? Um, they can go to the Happy Liver Society website. It's Happy Liver Society. Uh, donations can be made through all the Van City branches in BC. Um, uh, uh, but uh, basically, the website is where to go to uh, to find out more information and how to donate. Right. Yeah. And you can donate money. You can donate time. You can become a donor. Yeah. You can spread the word. You can participate. You can donate items. You know, it's like, well, yeah. I don't really have spare money right now, but do you have spare time? Can you exactly. be an advocate? Can you share this show around to yeah. everybody that you know so they can get educated on it? Right? Well, every, you know, every every Christmas we do, we do Christmas hampers mm. for people who have had transplants, right? So, you know, businesses participate in that as well putting in food and turkeys and you know stuff like that so no matter how you participate any participation is good absolutely anything anything Anything. and of course safe on foods is the big food um, sponsor here which is wonderful to see so number one with this show folks is awareness go and get your liver tested even if you feel absolutely great, go and get yeah. your liver tested. If you're feeling slightly out of sorts and you're not quite sure what's wrong with you, go and ask whether it's online doctor. I haven't had a doctor for five years. It's an online doctor. Three minutes, one question. Okay, one question. I want my liver tested. Mm-hmm. Right? And if they go, why? I don't feel good. And you can't examine me. Let's rule out liver. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And while you're at it, one blood test, can I get this tested, that tested, and that tested at the same time? If we're ruling that out, then we can narrow down what's wrong. Yeah, the doctors will test you for high cholesterol. Right. Or they'll test you for irregular heartbeats. Right. But I, you know, and I'm not saying all doctors. No, of course not. But, you know, uh, when I asked my doctor, like she said, why? I said, well, I like, I've had the liver disease. I want my. I want my liver tested. Um, well, you had it. I said, yeah, but I, it could come back. Who knows? Yes. I mean, you know, and she really, The toxins she, are still out there, yeah. right? Whether you're taking more, them out. More yeah. now. More in the, in the yeah. past 13 years. Yes. Right? There's yeah. more in the air. There's... Yeah. Anyway. Well, I hope that people take note. And, uh, and, and have your doctor take note and go, hello, yeah. my body... It's a simple blood test. Let me do that test and then we can revisit again and whether yeah. it is or isn't. And if it isn't, then we know it's something else we need to address. And if it is, uh-huh. we need to address that. Exactly. But, you know, and that's the thing. Don't be intimidated by your doctors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it's. I think it should be something that could even be tested. Just It should be a regular thing that every three months or every six months you can go to Life Labs and automatically get tested. Yeah. That's what I would like to see, yeah. right? So, Me too. And so you can drop a line to your medical minister and say, make it more accessible. Make it more accessible so that we actually can rule out major liver disease going, you know, south and uh, look to mm-hmm. preventing it right at the beginning, right? Dealing with it right, right at the beginning. Stitch in time, yeah. folks, okay? Stitch in time. Number one, go and get your liver tested. Number two, support Stacy's house. Okay. Yeah. Number three, the book is coming out when? Uh, uh, well, we're, we're still, there always seems to be a little edit here and a little edit there, but probably within the, the next month. Excellent. So and it'll be it... in pharmacies and hospitals and, and um, uh, doctor's offices and, you know, healthcare workers and nurses. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Pick one up, share it with the family. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to go down that road. Now, is this one still around, love? The rock star one? Um, yes, it's still around. 
Yes, Excellent. it is. It's still uh, yeah. it's a it's a great book just to have. Never mind all the information, but like you know, just everything yeah. in here. There's so much information in here, and at the same time, it's just showing you some of the stars that you had never knew, yeah. never knew, right? And great photography in here. So, <laughs> uh, you know, pick it up. Don't keep it to yourself, even if you do become that annoying relative. Have you had your liver tested? <laughs> There's a reason. And you go and say to them, okay, when you call me to tell me you've had it tested and you're okay, I'll keep quiet. Until then, I won't. <laughs> because it is important. And it's something we're not taught. It is not spoken about. We have absolutely no idea that getting our liver tested now and again which could prevent liver disease. Yeah. Or deal with it and catch it right at the beginning. And we not encourage that at all. So through this show, yeah. please go and share the show. Please go and share um, these other show or all about the rock and roll stars, the people she met and the photography and everything. Please listen to that show. It was so illuminating. But make sure this show is shared. Send out the link to all your relatives and say, come and hear what I learned today. But let them hear it from themselves, all right? Because it is important, please. It is important. Thank you so much, Dee, for sharing with us again. Oh, you're more than welcome. Um, um, I'm glad to uh, be of assistance and to give you more information on, you know, your happy liver. <laughs> your happy liver. We want a happy liver. Yeah. It works goddamn hard for us. Let's be kind to it. Let's yeah. support it. Okay, folks? Yeah. Um, thank you so much, my darling. And to okay. everyone else out there, please, just simply go get tested. Simply. First step, go get tested. In whichever way you have to beg, whatever, go and get tested. And from there, start speaking about it to other people. All right? Because everybody should get tested so we know what to do next. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.